hello. Alrighty. Um, this is episode four, and I'm looking forward to to talking today about um, a topic that is common in between the ears. I think it's common in life, but specifically, it's it's definitely a huge part of between the ears, and um, that's the unknown. Now, this is something that is intentional and planned and purposeful um, on my part because I've had experiences with the unknown that um, I think have been transformative, and hopefully over the course of multiple episodes or kind of woven throughout um, throughout different ones, I can share those. Um, I, don't, I don't really want to like focus just on just rattling off a bunch of things. Um, but anyway, you know, I've personally been um, transformed by the unknown and, and it's something that uh, I, I, I really feel strongly about creating in an authentic way and providing to people and that's not to say that's the only way to do um either you know like mostly events that's i'm not saying that at all um but the power of the unknown it really is amazing and and i believe in it and my role with between the ears specifically with events is to uh, create and provide people an opportunity to enter into and embrace the unknown in a risk-mitigated way that doesn't require them to uproot their life, sell all their belongings, and like walk across the country and see, and see what they're made of or something like that. Um, and I think... Being able to dive in over the course of either a night or a weekend and really encapsulate yourself in the unknown, um, I think that is that that's like kind of part of my duty with doing this stuff. So it, it's something people ask a lot too. Um, either directly or indirectly about the unknown. And I get it. You know, it's common. It's natural. It's something that um, we struggle with not knowing. And to, to, to ask about that or to have concerns about it is is understandable. But it's still going to be there. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to preserve that element. Uh, I'm going to always preserve that element. I'm going to prioritize it. I'm going to preserve it. And I feel like it would be a disservice to you or to somebody um, that does sign up for one of them to not experience that, you know, in a way that you can eventually go home and, you know, kiss your wife or play with your kids or something like that. And, you know, life continues as you know it just for this. But for this temporary uh, break, you're going to literally be in a different world, a world you don't know. So that's kind of what I'm feeling today, talking about the unknown. Um, so I guess if you were to, if you were to ask yourself or to imagine 
the unknown. Like if I say unknown, what picture comes to your mind? You know, many will paint a picture of like darkness uh, and be like, oh, I don't know, I can't see something like that. That's more of a visual um a visual representation of this or, or visual image of, of this concept of the unknown. And I've, I've had a lot of people come through events and like, yeah, that was part of it. It's like, Oh, the unknown. I just didn't know. It's like this darkness. It's just, it's, it's fear. And, and that's, I think the little bit of difference. So there's the darkness, which is when, you know, people look at the unknown and it's like this void pretty much. Um, And within this void of uncertainty is where uh, doubt and fear uh, and insecurities just just fester. And when they fester, they they grow and they continue to feed off each other and they grow so large uh, so as to like block out any light. It, it it creates this veil, which looks like darkness. And I, I don't think it's the unknown that is darkness. But what festers and what's an environment within that, that void of not knowing, that gap. That's what grows, and that's what creates the darkness. The unknown itself is not the darkness. In fact, I think the unknown is is really like um, one of the one of the purest forms of a light source there could be. I know the unknown can show you things about yourself that you simply couldn't see without it. Without the unknown. So when I, like some, I guess I'm more of a visual person. When I visualize then in that setting, the unknown, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a mag light or a surefire, a big old flashlight, a powerful, you know, bunch of lumens flashlight. That's the unknown, but it requires awareness and effort to actually press the button. I think the unknown is amazing. And I, and I think it's life. I really do think it's life. So beyond this veil is 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 the amazingness of the unknown and the magic of life. But there's still that resistance to it. And it's still tough to accept. It's 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 tough to embrace. It's certainly tough to voluntarily enter into. And I don't think that's I don't think that's a shock given the society that we're in where we pretty much try to make so much known, if not everything. I mean, really, when we look at our behaviors and our patterns and that kind of a thing, our lives are almost predicated upon the known or the pursuit of trying to figure out the known. Um, 
I mean, information is just on overload. To, th- to think that you can literally get any question, you have access to any question you want, you don't even have to search, you don't even have to click search in Google. You can just go into the, t- into the search bar and type in what is 1,028 divided by 46, and it'll just populate it. We have access to so much information. We think we know so much. But we don't. And I don't... And again, I don't think that's, like, unreasonable to think of. When we, when we look at stuff, you know, it's it's a swipe. It's a reload. It's a notification. It's one of those annoying little red ones on, on an app. You know, or if you're that psychopath that has like thirteen thousand emails on red, just delete the app. Seriously, that's insane. You need to, <laughs> you need to get rid of those. But there's this like pressure. There's this kind of pattern and this trickery that gives us this hit of of knowing, and it and it conditions us each day to to see this or to think this. And that's a tough cycle to break. It's tough to undo that. To then put yourself in an environment, whether it's a between the ears event or or just in your own life, that you have no idea how it's going to go. It's nerve-wracking. It really is. And to not have, not just not knowing, but the access to knowing... Like we're so conditioned to just have that answer readily available when we want, but to not, but then to have that taken away, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're just, you're like stripped naked as if that's a bad thing, you know? And what's funny about that actually in events, in between the years events is the lack of input and stimulus primarily in the form of a phone, um, is really challenging for some people. And the more challenging it is, the more liberating it is. And that is one of the common pieces of like, I did not expect that. When people are like, oh my God, I didn't look at my phone for, you know, four, 12, two days, however many hours it was. Um, You know, that's really... There's something there. I mean, there's definitely something there. But anyway, um, so yeah, you know, like it's it, it's it's cool to have no idea what's going to happen, and to only be able to see or earn that idea or have that idea present itself is by doing. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, f- f- sometimes I think that this is what m- keeps me going to coming back here, or at least for you know four weeks or whatever, um, is because of the the high degree of unknown within this. So having an idea, but like I don't know, I'm not going to sit here and read a book, or uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know that's just I, like I don't. There's a high degree of unknown with what how how things are going to come out or or 
what happens when you know this concept I want to talk about or whatever. Now, of course, like I knew I was going to be talking about the unknown, but where we go, man, like it's like cardinal direction stuff at best. Um, and so for me, I feel like it's helpful to uh, be exposed and open myself up and be vulnerable here uh, because I'm, I'm often on the other end of it. You know, I see people exposed through facilitating events or uh, creating this situation or experience for them to kind of be in this. And yeah, so for me, it's, uh, it's kind of the same thing. And, and, and that's, that's good. That's cool. I like it. I don't like it sometimes, but generally speaking, it's, it's, um, it's a good thing for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. And yeah, it's cool to have whoever is listening along for the ride too. Um, you know, it's funny when I was thinking about this, um, doing this, I, this podcast, like starting it, I was like, well, I got to research. And that's what I do. I research. I get all this information. I try to know. Because if I know, then I can plan how everything's going to go, how I'm going to react in a certain situation, set myself up for success, blah, 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 blah. But like, it's that's like all the tangible stuff. Like, I was planning all the tangible stuff. If you can plug it in, if you can click play, if you can click stop, if you can, you know, edit it. Not that there's really editing, editing but um, all the tangibles. But the very thing I could not plan for was the reality of pressing play and talking into this microphone. Couldn't do it. I mean, how could you? Um, you can't. You can't entirely plan the reality of the situation. Everything else is is yeah, it's tangible. It's fine. It's it's peripheral, but it's not. It's not the reality of the situation. And when you're aware and present of what you're doing when you're doing it like that's that's what it's all about that's the essence of life being in this moment and so we introduce a little unknown and we jump so far ahead to what's going to happen and blah 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 and then needing to know and it's like no like don't rely on that so much and it's natural. I'm guilty of charge. I'm talking to me here. Full disclosure, I'm talking to me. Um, you know, you, you just don't know. And that's okay. And I and, and, and I know that. You know, my dad used to, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. He, uh, you know, PhD, just insane, super smart. He, um, I think it was like his entry exam into, I guess his doctorate program or whatever. Something along the lines of, he told me his thing, he belief or quote he heard or his belief he had and stuck with me as a kid still. It's like I'm smart enough, I know enough to know I don't know. To know I don't know anything really. And um you know, that that that's when you start to think about that and then how does that apply? How do you live with that? I think it could be yeah, it could kind of polarize some actions. Um but man, think about how boring. Like if you knew everything if there was no, if you could plan and predict and know everything, that's got to be boring. 
like no challenge, no unknown or or uh, obviously no unknown, but no unique uh, stimulus to create something or uh, an adaptation as a result of something new being introduced. None of that. It's just just everything. I don't know. No failure, really. And I think a lot of times our our desire to know comes as a result of our fear of failure and an unhealthy relationship with failure. Um, so if failure is completely mitigated, then I would submit to you success is also entirely blunted. And... You know, just to know it all. Man, that sounds awful. Like, just so much life is missed then. Um, and that's that's not that's not to say that, you know, you'd be reckless or just haphazard and don't plan. Like, no, of course not, you know? And, and, and that's not what I'm... That's not what I'm saying. I guess be adventurous over reckless. You know, and, and and if you're gonna plan, plan for some unknown. Build that in. Um, because to have no unknown just isn't isn't living life. It's funny because I think I think um, when I think about people who struggle the most with the unknown. And I'm throwing myself in the into the pool on that one too. Um, there's this like death grip that comes about us, and this need to know, like you're just holding. I need to. I, I I need to know, and like, you know, the harder we grip at something, the harder we try to control something. My opinion. That's a signal for not having a handle on anything. Not anything, but not having a handle on that. And when, you know, you look at like these severe actions in many ways to try to have a handle on it, that very thing is usually not, not, people don't have a good handle on that or they don't have control of it. Um, and it's like that fight, that, that does, that, that battle of the death grip is the fight against that which we cannot control. And that's the unknown. But we need to, like, we need to have this. We need to white-knuckle this thing. And um, I think it's a signal that to check that grip. You don't have as good a handle on it as you do. And, and you could be successful in it, too. Like, that's the thing. And, and I think with nutrition, a lot of people are like this. Like, they're obsessed with it. And yeah, sure, they might lose some weight and stuff. But, like, they don't, that's the nutrition that is controlling them. Same thing with the workouts. People go to the gym to get good at going to the gym, and that's it. So, I, 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 I offer that as a potential little litmus test to throw in. When you feel like you're, trying to grip so hard on something step back and ask yourself like do i really have a handle on this 
Like who controls the bull? The 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 crazy rider or the bull? Who who who's riding who? Um, you know, and like, man, so much of life is unknown. Um, and within, within the unknown is the essence and the beauty and the dynamic kind of flow of life. The ups and the downs and everything like that. Within the unknown is, is really like where all the good stuff happens. I really do believe that. Um, it's funny talking about that grip. One of the things, so and being really tense, it reminds me, and definitely with the unknown, it reminds me of when I was in free fall school in the army. And it's essentially skydiving, except the military does a phenomenal job at taking something like, ooh, fun and exhilarating like that and just like turning it into an all-out suck fest. Um, and I say that kind of kiddingly, but but also kind of seriously as well. Um, and when I was in, when I went to free school school, the first week was at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, ground week. Um, you don't do any jumping or whatever. You learn basically two things. One, everything that could possibly go wrong. And two, how to pack your parachute. You kind of do a little bit of wind tunnel time, but at, at, at that time, like it was, it was minimal. The primary things are how to learn your emergency procedures or learning your emergency procedures and learning how to, uh, how to, how to pack your rig. So I didn't really appreciate it at the time, but now looking back, I can, I, I, I see it as a, like a really awesome experience, um, beyond just some of the, some of the fun stuff. So the emergency procedures, right? Here's what you do. Uh, or here's everything that could go wrong. And here's what you do when it, or if it does go wrong. Uh, so you're like focused on, and, and we have never, no one's ever, no one's been in this position before. So like, it's all very theoretical there, just bullet point and memorization and, and reciting that and, and patterning that. And so the focus is on what you would potentially have to do given a certain set of known situations. I pull my ripcord, the, nothing happens. I shake, nothing happens. I, I look, whatever, look up, bag lock, yep, boom, boom, I'm going to cut away. Like, you know, it's, 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 um, it's checklist and it's systemized because it's a chaotic environment and you don't have, you don't have time to like plan and analyze and trace the root cause. No, you just need to, you just need to to do what you have to do to get out of that situation and, you know, essentially successfully save your life. And that's not, that's not like sexy stuff learning that, uh, but damn, is it real? So the other half of the day was, um, how to pack your shoot. And you really are like, okay, so I just spent all day learning what could go wrong, which is like a lot, apparently. And how am I going to memorize all that? And then I got to pack this thing. Like, don't they have, don't, aren't those, isn't that someone's job to pack this thing? And it's like, no, the job is yours. The responsibility to live is on you. And... 
what a powerful thing when I really think about it. And again, not, not groundbreaking, but at the time I was just like, I don't know, I need to learn this and I need to do it fast. And, you know, you're getting yelled at because it's, um, when, when it comes time to jump, there's a bunch of stuff to do that day and time is limited, blah, 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 time hack, go, go, go. I think we had like three minutes or something. So you don't really think about the bigger picture there. You're just, honestly, you're just wanting to, wanting to get through stuff. Um, so that's like the first week, pretty much. And then we fly down to Arizona and spend the next few weeks jumping. And like any good military, you know, day one or zero day, the, 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 the first call is at like 3 a.m. or something. Um, you know, an hour, no human being should be up, but we're fixing to jump out of planes. Like, all right. Um, or no, not even that. You have to do something to, like, make sure that when you do do that, it doesn't go catastrophically wrong. And so, what that is is you got you show up you show up to the um to like the pack shed or whatever, and you got to pack your shoe. Like they're all laid out there. Now it's three three thirty four whatever time in the morning, pitch black. Nobody just jumped. This wasn't from like a previous class. And like no no no, these are these are open canopies and rigs and you got to pack it and you know it's a real moment for sure where it's like all right i did this i and nothing changed from like a week ago or or um yeah throughout that week or the day before when you tested out nothing changed but now all of a sudden you're like oh man this just got real like i know what this means now and it's gonna happen you know, and like, I, God, the military is a funny thing because in some ways it's like, what are you guys doing? And then in other ways it's like, man, I don't know if you tried to do that, but that worked out awesome. We could have showed up at, let's say, five, had an orientation, had whatever, um, done our drop zone brief, done all the stuff you got to do before. To, they could hand us our rig. Sun would be up beautiful day you go up there you jump and you do and, and and you get that first one under your belt now i just get the first one under your belt but no that's not gonna happen you're gonna get there super early and you're gonna have to put that bad boy in the right way so that when you do this big thing for the first time you do it properly It would be a disservice to just hand me the rig and, and like, slap me on the ass and say, like, all right, have a good jump. And it smiles. This isn't Disney World. <laughs> like, this is not for fun and a picture you put on the refrigerator or, 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 or put in the Christmas card. Like, no. And so, yet again, like, the responsibility to live is on you. Anyway, um... So, yeah, so you get there, you pack it, and then, you know, you're supposed to, you're jumping that day. And you're like, all right, I learned everything that could go wrong and putting this bad boy in. But, like, we really haven't talked about how to actually, like, jump or exit the aircraft. I know that sounds ridiculous. And at that point, 
you know, this was everybody within special operations. People are all airborne qualified and have a bunch of jumps. And so, like, exiting an aircraft at this point um, is not the is, is is not new to anybody. And 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 we've everybody's done like the static line stuff, which is just the, the World War Two, you know, paratroopers, like just amazing people, uh, just in the world class, which is also one of the, like the most awful things i mean talk about not having control just do a static line jump and 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 it's miserable it's just like all right well i hope you know i hope my legs don't snap in half on this one um not not enjoyable not fun especially not when you when you, when you do the real thing so so how to exit the aircraft though but it's different and versus static line you just kind of throw yourself out like like this surely there's there's more like you're not attached to anything you're jumping out of a plane and i feel like that's something we should probably like talk about or train on and it's like yeah 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 you're, you're gonna do a dive exit basically it's just like you're diving into a pool it's like okay yeah except not really you know not 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 on the ledge of a pool um you know you get up there it's loud just nervous nobody's saying a word the instructors are all like you know just like having a good old time and method to their madness trying to stay relaxed and 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 that's a big part of it staying relaxed in this environment super stressful and cold and windy and everything and you're just like what and so to say it's just like jumping into a pool is like yeah maybe if i was on on, on like one of those tour buses in in england and then on like an audi following behind there was a pool and we're going like 100 miles an hour down the autobahn like okay then it like then it's jumping into a pool i can get that but but anyway um you know, you might be like, all right, dude, just like it's a, it's just like jumping into a pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say that with the with the ground beneath your feet. And then let's let's go up there and see see how different that is. A um, little bit a little bit different change in perspective there. You know, and I'll admit it like, yeah, it was nerve wracking. It was absolutely nerve wracking. Um, I think there was actually like these little skateboards these little like butt boards that um, people would lay on and, 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 and like roll around the shed. I guess it was probably more for the exit, but either way, I was just like, this is what are you, what is this? This is, Oh, thanks. That's what we're at. That's where we're at here. Rolling around on these old skateboards. Um, anyway, it's just like, yeah, just dive out there. Just jump out. And, I'm, and, and, and everyone's kind of looking around, not everyone, you know, group of people looking around like, how do you do that though? Um, like surely there's gotta be a way, like a, like where's the how to do this? We're we're good at like there's a manual for everything in the. Where's the how to do this? And there is none. There is none. And really, like, how could there be one? How could that be replicated? How can you take the experience of being on a ramp? 12,500 feet up in the air, you know, like just chaotic kind of environment, looking at the world like you're, you know, taking a, like take, taking a, uh, a snapshot of the world there. Your first time, you have no idea what's going to happen. How can you take a position like that 
an experience like that and replicate it. And you can't. And then so to say that like, yeah, we're going to do this on the ground. You can't. It's unknown up there to you in your world, in your life at that point in time. Me as a first jump. That is an unknown world I am in. 100%. And there's no way to make that known other than getting up there and 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 and, and jumping you can't make that known and 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 I don't I don't think you should even try I think the more you try to is where the greater resistance comes and the greater the fight is or the lie to yourself that you need to know and there was a lot of people gripping so tight to that pivotal movement moment of jumping off that ramp of diving head first into the into the air like like so tight and be beyond that grip i think was the belief that like well they don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to do it which is going to which their performance is in question and that's that for a high performer that's like the worst thing ever and everybody there was a high performer and those dudes had a super hard time you know the only like one of the major one of the first criteria is like can you just jump out and can you just have a safe and successful exit and 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 the the prerequisite to that was really embracing that unknown diving head first even though you have no idea really what you're going to do how you're going to do it you're certainly not going to do it well most likely the first time you know and if you messed up like there's an instructor there to help you out um and that's another part like the support like someone being there to help you out i lose sight of that I lose sight of that often too. And when we think about the unknown often, not only is it like the darkness, but it's, we're alone. We are alone. We think we're alone. We're not. We're really not. We start to really deconstruct it. Like we're not, not as alone as we think we are. But that, that kind of messes, kind of messes with us. You know, I've I've found myself living in fear of the unknown by way of what I call like the contingency monster. So the contingency of, you know, what you're gonna do when something else happens, this criteria, this this potential uh, ex- uh situation you'll be in, in the in the future, the contingency like that has I'm at war with that. I'm definitely at war with that. And sometimes I do a good job, sometimes not. But like living in fear of the contingency monster directly impacts your ability to fight it. The what if and the obsession on answering the what if, which really is just kind of a false known anyway because you don't know until you're in it ironically will prevent you from 
really actually answering the question. From really, truly, truly knowing yourself. And and, and again, I'm, I'm, this is my personal experiences too. I've tried to answer what if so many times. Which none of those answers, like they could be correct, but none of them are guaranteed. It's just a guess. And, and haven't moved past that. And spent so much time trying to answer the what if. That's not really an answer. And and that, that prevents you from really knowing yourself. Or find or, or learning more about yourself. You know, it's okay to continue to get to know yourself. And that's something I have to focus on. It's okay to continue to get to know myself and, and learn new parts or you know, maybe part ways with some other some other parts. You know, but the unknown is is is, is the catalyst in that. You know? You know, I think the other thing that happens here is like not allowing yourself uh, to experience the very thing that happens is, is, is like pulling yourself out of life because, you know, that maybe a perceived doubt or something. I'm not really sure, but, but, but focusing on, focusing on that veil. And, and being like it's a blank piece of fabric or whatever, blank sheet or just a, a vast expanse of nothingness. Like there is something behind it. And, you know, that, that, that part about jumping off the ramp and throwing yourself into a situation which... Yeah, it's nerve-wracking, and it, it it's everything's at stake up there. Um, yeah, you learn you you learn about yourself. Sure, here's the thing: like a couple of jumps, and you know how to do it. <laughs> Honestly, it's not the physical thing you're learning, but but looking back at that now, like man, yeah, just just jump, just jump. Dive headfirst in, and the rapid, dynamic, changing flow of life is going to happen. And it's a sign that, like, yep, you're in it, you're living. And that is worth pursuing. That's the unknown. That's the powerful. Um, nature of being in the unknown and that's what I like to that's what I like to personally pursue I'd like to pursue it more frankly and that's what I like to create um, in an authentic and not contrived way or at least I think it's authentic and not contrived with, with between the ears. 
of diving into that unknown to 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 really experience life that's what it's all about all right uh i think that's all i think that's all for today uh if you're interested in well, this thing. So this thing should come out on Thursday. Uh, I think I messed up last week, and I don't know. I'm learning here too. Um, actually, I know exactly why it did that. So that'll be fixed. It'll be up on. Uh, it'll be up on. It should be Thursday when you're listening to this, or it should say Thursday or whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, the next night, Friday night, there is an event, last one for the year. I don't know. By the time you're hearing this, we might already be in the unknown, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, love talking about it. Love hearing experiences too uh, from different folks. So if you've got something, man, share it with me. Would love to chat. Um, and yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone out there has a has a great end of the week weekend. And uh, yeah, go do something that you don't know how it's going to end. I think you'll uh, I think you'll find some refreshing uh, bit of life in there. And let me know how it goes for you. All right, later.